As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, this is Ian Happ from the Chicago Cubs. I'm excited to announce that my show, The Compound, is now part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Join me and my teammates, Dakota Meckis and Zach Short. This week, we welcome Cubs first baseman, World Series champion, Anthony Rizzo to The Compound. Check it out. Subscribe. The Compound on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Hello, Fangirl Nation. You are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Get My Job on Blue Wire. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and today we have a fantastic guest in NFL Network digital content editor and brand new mom, Lakeisha Wessling. Lakeisha talks about the powerful video from NFL players and the NFL's response and why uncomfortable conversations are integral to learning, listening, and healing. She also stresses the importance of being your authentic self finding people who can teach you and give you guidance, and so, so much more. Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes and to follow us on Instagram at at Fangirl Sports Network. And with that, let's get to it. Lakeisha, thank you so much for joining me this morning for Get My Job. I know you have a four-week-old, and so taking the time to do this is much appreciated. No problem. Thanks so much for having me. It's a nice change of... (laughs) A pace, no baby talk. <laughs> well, a- absolutely. Though, if you do ever want to talk about the baby during this podcast, we are happy to listen. Yes, because yes. We are big fans of babies at Get My Job. Um, but I will jump right in and ask you first and foremost if you can give our listeners an overview of your responsibilities as digital content editor at NFL Network, because it's a title we hear a lot, but I'm not sure that everybody totally knows what that means. Trust me, there's a lot of times where people are like, huh? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know exactly what that is. So <laughs> I don't mind I don't mind describing it at all. Um basically, um my biggest role is copy editing a lot of the stories on our website. So if you go to NFL.com or if you have the NFL app, the stories that you see there um are ones that um I copy edit copy edit to make sure is grammatically correct um and post on our website. Um if there's any developing breaking news. We send out push alerts that you'll get if you have our app. Um, And sometimes in different situations, I'll write like a short story depending on um, what the breaking news or developing news is. And sometimes if it's, you know, a weekend or evening that I'm there and it's just me and some news happens, then sometimes I'll have to write stories too. Um, Also too, um, we have a handful of writers, so they'll, you know, send in stories and I'll go through and make sure, you know, there's no errors and post them on our website um, and also tweet out on our NFL um, handle, which is around the NFL. Um, so any 
news stories that you see on NFL.com or on our app. That is my department. And we're just basically scrolling through Twitter, um, different press conferences from coaches, general managers, players. We're listening to all the press conferences to make sure, you know, if there's anything newsworthy that we post those stories on our website. We also work with um, our insiders like Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofolo to see, you know, what scoop that they have to make sure we have that information and story on our website. So basically just making sure that NFL fans have the latest news um, that's around the league. Fantastic. That sounds like a lot. There's a lot of things that you're doing. (laughs) Always, always something going on. When you think there's no news, there'll be, you know, some off-season stupid story of someone getting, you know, arrested or something. You're just like, what? Like the, the news never stops. When you think it stops, that's when something's going to happen. People say to me a lot, what do you do during the off season? And I'm like, there's really not an off no, season. They, <laughs> they think that too. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> there's always something going on. Yeah. Always, always something going on. So that sounds like it keeps you very busy. Oh, yes. um, I, I want to talk a little bit about your start in television. Uh, but actually before we get there, because you did talk about breaking news and what, what you do on the website, I would like to also talk about recently uh, the NFL players video, which was very powerful Mm -hmm. uh, that asked the NFL for some very specific apologies. And then the NFL's response from Roger Goodell, which I think may have been surprising to a lot of people, but I thought was fantastic and an excellent start uh, to conversations that probably should have happened some time back. I just wanted to get, you know, your thoughts on that and, you know, how, if at all involved you were in getting, you know, any of those things uh, up and running and just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that uh, with our current climate. I was not involved in getting any of that up because I am um, still on maternity leave. So Mm -hmm. basically I've been kind of like a fan throughout it all. Um, You know, I got the information on my phone like everyone else. Um, And when I saw the video with the players, I was like, wow, like my first thought is like, wait a minute, like how did this all come together? Like, cause I hadn't seen anything like this. Cause usually, you know, somebody will post something on their own, but to get a group of, you know, big names around the league to come together to, you know, make this statement that was so powerful. I was impressed and excited and proud that, you know, players were using their, their platform and their voices to get this message out. And then with the reaction with Goodell, I was, you know, one, proud to, you know, say that I work for the NFL because I thought it was great that, you know, he was able to come out and say that, you know, the league made a mistake with them saying, you know, not to, you know, kneel during the anthem. So I was very, I was very happy with, um, with Goodell being able to say that he made a mistake. I think, I think a lot of us were, I really think it was a really, uh, an excellent start, like I said, to to a conversation and to seeing some change in the league. So, mm-hmm. and especially being the African-American when all this was going on, when Kaepernick, you know, was in the mm-hmm. league, it, you know, it makes you feel kind of a, you know, a different way because this is something that I would be, you know, you know, for around the league and to hear that, you know, certain people and teams weren't able to like do certain things and not, you know, to have their voices heard kind of touches you the wrong way. And, you hear people, you know, wanting to, you know, protest the league and all these different sides and stuff. So it makes you in a very uncomfortable situation when that's where you work. Yes, I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, well, thank you. Thank you very much for sharing your thoughts on that. I appreciate okay. that. This is obviously something we've been talking about quite a bit over the last several weeks and we'll be oh, talking yes. about for a long time and should be. Uh, pretty much we should be talking about it every day and doing work on it every day. So I appreciate you sharing your thoughts on that. Um, So we're going to get back a little bit to your background and then come back around to this topic. Like I said, you started in television. When did you make that switch and why? I I started out in, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. So I started off um, at a local station there and I was a broadcast assistant where, you know, you're just running the teleprompter, getting the scripts ready for the anchors and stuff. And there was a downtime where I was really bored. So I started writing for um, our um, website 
and it just so happens that a position became available. So I slid into that role. So the role that I'm doing right now is kind of how I started in in this whole field. And then I transitioned to um, TV reporter, um, TV producer, but it was local news and I just, sports is my passion, especially football. And whenever I heard that, you know, the NFL network is out in LA, that's when I was like, whoa, like that's my dream. I want to work for the NFL. Like that would be awesome. So I just, you know, applied for whatever job that um, I was qualified for. And it just so happens that a website position became available. So I kind of took a step back into what I was, what I started doing in this business just to kind of get my foot in the door. Um, but I'm still, as of now, still doing that same position, but there's different opportunities that are becoming available. So I hope to transition back to the TV side, whether it's, you know, producing, um, packages or in front of the camera, whichever it shall be. And this brings up something that we talk about on the pod, uh, that I'd love for you just to talk about how helpful is it that you have experience in all of these different areas? So should an opportunity come up? you can always have the ability to say, yep, I can do that. That is one that when people ask me for advice or certain things, I say, learn as much as you can, learn so many different positions because that only makes you more valuable. Um, Whenever I was working at um, KTVI in St. Louis, a different station than the one that I started at, there was an opportunity to produce TV because I was just on the website and there was someone on the maternity leave, someone that was in that was hurt or whatever. So they were extremely um, swamped with needing help. So I went to my news director and I'm like, Hey, if you guys, you know, teach me how, you know, I'll, I'll produce the show. And they did. And that just was another, um, another thing that I could do that just made me even more valuable. Cause I had the web experience and I had the TV experience and I had the TV producing experience that it's just, I can't talk about it enough, like how important it is to be able to know, um, whenever I, I was on air back in St. Louis, I knew how to, I had to shoot my own packages. I had to edit my own things. Um, so it's just, again, the more that you know, the more that you are valuable with your company, social media, like all of that stuff, you have to like, you have to know it all. We talk about that on this pod a lot because this pod is, you know, we talk about, careers and obstacles and advice. And that's something that comes up often. And I think we can't drive it home enough. The more, you know, the more you can do, the more prepared you are, the better off you're always going to be. The times are just different. Like when I started in the business, the anchors and reporters, they're, you know, used to doing things one way. And then as, you know, society changes and whatnot, they had to start learning how to, you know, edit their own stuff, shoot their own stuff. And it's just, that's just how the business has evolved. Like you just have to be able to do more. The more, you know, that's our, yep. that's really the more, good. you know, <laughs> the more, you know, it's a great, that, that catchphrase really makes sense in yeah. a lot of ways. So if you could also talk about NFL uncorked, which I love because you've married two of maybe my favorite things, wine and football. <laughs> Um, But I would love for you to talk a little bit about how you started out with doing that and the inspiration behind it and kind of plans you have for it in the future. Um, I started that out because, like I said, I did have a a broadcast experience and I didn't want to, like, forget how to edit, forget what it's like to be in front of a camera. I didn't want to lose any of those skills. So um, I decided, like, hey, like, I love nowadays where us as women like we have so many platforms that you don't even have to be working for a station if you want to have a blog if you want to do youtube if you want to you know post your stuff on social media like you have a platform so um i decided that you know what i'll you know i'll do a little something on youtube so i can kind of keep editing keep my experience of being in front of the camera and i wanted to talk football and i i'm a girl that loves a glass of wine so (laughs) i decided like hey there's so many girls that I work with that are dope. Like I'll try to have them on from time to time, just talking about, you know, their experiences getting into this business, how it is being in this field as a woman. Um, I also talk about, you know, what's the latest, you know, stories for women that let's say football isn't your favorite sport, but you want to know more about it and want to be like up to date with everything, everything that's going on. I would talk about, you know, the top five stories that are going on um, for that week, 
Um, I also would talk about, I love doing the outfits before game day on Sunday, talking about who's a hit or a miss because sometimes there's some great style and then sometimes these guys go a little bit too far <laughs> out of the box for me. <laughs> so I can have a little fun with that, but that's basically it. Just something just to have fun and to kind of keep honing my skills of um, the TV side. Well, it, it makes sense that we've been following other following each other on Twitter now for a while because we are very much on the same page about all of yeah. that. So uh, very, very fangirl friendly. We're very into it. Um, yes, I love your guys' work. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we've been we've been having fun with it. But when I saw NFL on court, I was like, this this makes sense. This really does. This- well, because if Kathy Lee and like Hoda can drink, like why yes. can't other people in their job combine the two? You know what? I think that's totally fair. And they did it on Mad Men. And I know that was a TV show, but you mm-hmm. know that that's what exactly yeah. what was happening in your life as well. A glass, so. a glass of wine gets people loose sometimes and makes it more fun. So. I think that's very true. I actually, it's funny you brought up uh, Kathleen and Hoda. I'm a big fan of theirs. I have a mug. I actually have a Kathleen and Hoda Fucking mug. Here. I don't know oh, how many awesome. of us there are. <laughs> but I, I love it. And uh, I actually, this is not to totally take us off track, but because you uh-huh. brought it up, I got to go several years ago to be there when they recorded one day. Uh, and I, I mean, I was so excited. Talk about like kid in a candy store. I was oh, so heck yeah. Very excited about that. So that was pretty fun. No, seriously. I love them. I'm just like, I don't know how they made this happen, but I'm like, that's the type of job that I would like. Just sitting up there talking with my girlfriend, having a glass of wine and just, yeah, that just sounds like heaven. At 10 a.m. No less. Yes. It's five o'clock somewhere. Exactly. 100% words to live by, especially in quarantine. I think a lot of people have been living by those words. Exactly. Oh um, gosh, yes. <laughs> seem to be, be a thing for sure. So you talked about knowing how to do a number of different things and, and being prepared. And as we joked about, obviously, the more you know, I want to take you back a little bit in your career and ask, is there a criticism that you received early on, whether it was not being prepared enough, not knowing enough, or something completely unrelated that while it was tough to take, really helped to shape your future? Um, the best um, advice that I've gotten, kind of like criticism, was back when I was a broadcast assistant at my first station um, in St. Louis, KMOV. Um, I, would, I went out with reporters and had a little reel um, put together that I was sent out to news stations and stuff. And the general manager at KMOV, the one that I was working at, I had him look at my tape and the criticism that he gave me, which I still um, think about today, was whenever he was watching it, he would tell me, don't try to be like other people or who you see or what you think that they do on air. Don't be like them. Just be yourself. And I use that today because the video that he saw, like, you know, I was trying to, you know, be what I thought a reporter should look like. And then there was another portion where I was just having fun doing this video in Target, trying to do like the look for less with the Reese Witherspoon picture. And I was just being my normal, fun, goofy self. And he was like, no, like that. I like that. And this was like a guy that was in his like 60s, maybe even 70s. And he's like, no, like that wild, fun, crazy person. Like, that's what I'm drawn to. Don't try to be like anybody else. Like yourself is enough. So just be you. And I think that's really important advice and advice that really rings true, especially today in the world of social media, in the 24 hour Mm -hmm. news cycle, we're just inundated with so many different people and personalities and ways of doing things. And it sounds, sometimes it sounds like, yeah, everybody says be yourself, but be yourself. It really, there's no other you. And I know that sounds yeah. so cheesy, but that's what's going to make you different and make you yep. succeed. No, because even when I was doing, thinking of the YouTube stuff, I'm like, there's so many people that are doing this and that. And it's just like, you know, should I even do anything? And it's like, just because it's me, it'll be different. So like, don't feel intimidated because, you know, there's someone's doing this or that, like you're you like no one's going to be you so you're going to automatically bring something different just by being yourself I think that that just is excellent advice and 
I, I feel like we can't repeat it enough, especially to young girls that are listening and, and want to be in sports because people, you know, call me for advice and say, well, I really want to be the next Aaron Andrews. I want to be the next. And so, and you can't be, that's, that's them. So I want to be the next Katie Nolan. And and each of those women are incredible and have done incredible work, but you got to be you. And, you know, I always say to people, I know it sounds cheesy, but it's like the best advice I could give you. Be prepared, learn as much as you can and, and be who you are. Yep. Be your authentic self. Be your authentic self. That's fantastic. I'm writing that down. Every People who listen to this every week know that I am always writing down amazing <laughs> nuggets from our guests. Um, and so that one, that one just got written down. I love that. Yeah. Be your authentic self. But it's, it's such an important one. And I just mm-hmm. think especially right now with everything we see, with all that we're inundated with, like I said, with content personalities, mm-hmm. be you because it's what will make you different. Yep. We are going to take a very, very quick break to hear from our sponsor, and then we will be right back. They say a healthy gut means a healthy you. Favor apple cider vinegar shots bottle this feeling into the convenience of a two-ounce shot. Better digestion, stronger immune system, and the lowering of blood sugar levels are just some of the benefits to shooting a daily favor shot. Their proprietary blends are raw and organic and mixed with other functional ingredients to create a better tasting experience. First time shooters can go to drinkafavor.com. Okay, Lakeisha. So last week you tweeted that when you and your husband first started dating, you immediately had conversations about race and your potential future together. In the wake of what's happening today and with having a brand newborn four-week-old baby, which I still can't believe you have a four-week-old and you're doing this podcast, which is so just, just going to say it one more time because I think it's amazing. He hasn't <laughs> cried. I fed him before this, so he's doing good. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Good. And his name is, is his name Link? His name is Link, short for Lincoln, um, Rue Wesseling. Oh, I mean, what a great name. And don't even get me started on how long that took to, yeah. <laughs> Boy names are so hard and me and my husband butted heads all the time. And this actually was one of the first names that I liked. And whenever my husband saw him, he was like, whoa, he really does look like a link. And I'm like, dude, you gotta be kidding me. We went through all this like work trying to figure out a name. Cause it literally took us until the day before we left the hospital to like get it completely nailed down with the middle name and everything. That's so funny. Well, it's like always go with your gut. They say in SATs and any tests, like go with your nope. first thought. Well, same for is true for baby names. Yes. Go for the first thought. Um, yes. So with, with all of that being said, how do you guys continue to navigate these conversations with each other? Um, I will say this at first, because whenever I did tweet that, people were wondering like, whoa, like that's a kind of a strange conversation to have like on your first date. People forget that we worked together and we played softball together. So we were close friends by the time we started dating. And whenever we started dating, we're both just like, you know, putting all of our cards on the table. And that was one of the things that was definitely something that I wanted to discuss because I've dated um, outside my race in the past, but um now that I was older and I'm looking, you know, to spend the rest of my life with someone, I hadn't dated outside my race in a while. Um, so that was one thing that I definitely wanted to talk about because around the time I left St. Louis, the, you know, Ferguson shooting happened and it just kind of opened up wounds from where I'm from. And you could see like how people think and their thoughts and it just makes you really wake up because people that, you know, you thought were, you know, close friends and they have like this certain reaction and it's just like, okay, as African-American woman, like you have to try to explain to them like, okay, well, this is why this person does this. This is why they're afraid to do that. So whenever I thought about, you know, spending the rest of my life with someone, I wanted to make sure that that person, you know, knew about, you know, social injustice, like issues that's going on in, in this world, because if we were to have a kid because of how society is, you know, one drop 
they will see your child as um, black. So I want to make sure like if a person outside my race had a child with me that they would know like about these certain issues that are going on and know why I would feel a certain way or why your you know son or daughter might feel a certain way. Um, and that's one thing that I love about Chris. He's very, you know, educates himself. Like he's reading information all the time to know and we're able to have conversations. If we didn't have a newborn right now, we both would be out there, you know, protesting. And I just, I love that that's a type of man that I married and that's a type of um, dad that, you know, my son has that he's able to understand. He may not be able to know exactly what it feels like to be in these certain situations, but he has empathy to, you know, want to know more information and learn and have the compassion and he, he understands it. You brought up, I think two, you know, very important words, empathy and education. And actually I'm going to go with the third important word, understanding. Uh, And I think right now that's what's so important for all of us who are learning and educating ourselves about these times, even if you can't 100% know because you haven't been in these situations, Mm -hmm. it's okay to admit that. Yeah. Educate yourself and and have the empathy and try to get as as much understanding as possible. Yeah. Just listening and finding people that, you know, don't look like you and, you know, talking about it because I, I know a lot of people back home, like they'll have conversations with their family and stuff. And it's just like, no, like bring somebody in that has a different point of view so you can see where they're coming from. And I just think that you just gotta, you just gotta be able to like, you know, look outside your little bubble and shell and just be able to have compassion for other people. Compassion is another really important word. And I think one that we need more of and that especially in these times, we need to really be as compassionate as possible. So you you talked about people back home, whether it be friends or family, having these conversations. How do you navigate those conversations uh, with your family, friends, and coworkers, especially those who do want to understand and want to learn, even if they don't right now? If they have a question, like, talk about it. Like, I I never want people to feel like they can't, you know, ask me certain questions or talk about things. I know that, you know, talking about race is uncomfortable, but hey, like, that's how you have to, you have to talk about the uncomfortable things to be able to, to heal and to you know find solutions for these for these outcomes so whenever you know i get text messages or you know a facebook message and stuff wondering you know why this is a certain way or why this these people are protesting or why and this i just educate like i post so much stuff like even if it's not even me like talking or responding back to a text like if it's you know a picture or a video or just any type of information to like just teach people and to show them like, no, this is the type of stuff that's going on because you don't know, you fear what you don't know. So I think that is another reason why people are so uncomfortable to talk about um, race. That was an important point. You fear what you don't know. And how important really is it for people to just admit that and to say, you know what, I'm scared because I just don't understand and I want to do better. But I think also sometimes we're afraid to admit that, but, you know, I don't see anything wrong with admitting that. Hey, sometimes you, you know, you just gotta talk to other people. Like that's so huge. And I feel like a lot of that's going on right now because of COVID-19 pandemic, you, Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have where they can, you know, go to brunch or do this and that, like everyone's sitting at home and, you know, you're able to talk about these things and I think that is a good thing that's going on right now because the world is kind of stopped where people have to stop and like, you know, listen to each other, especially with no like sports going on right now. We don't have the distraction and this is at the forefront. Sorry, I was writing, writing again. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry at all. There's no reason to apologize. I'm sorry. It took me, I mean, I didn't want to think that you lost me. But I just wrote down uh, the stop and listen to each other because it seems like, of, of course, that's what you need to do, but we don't always do it. We're often- We're just- always distracted by something, something mm-hmm. on TV, something on our phones, just 
you know, people's lives are busy, but right now it's just, we don't have the time to, you know, be as busy as we normally are. Like it's at a standstill. So. So stopping and listening. It's a, this is a big one. Listening is a big word. We don't always do that in our society and we don't always want to hear an opinion that's different than ours. And I think listening is so important. It goes back to the more you know. And I think that really is true. Yes. And if you are only surrounding yourself with people that have the same point of view as you, like what what boring life is that? Like mm-hmm. you don't want someone to challenge your thinking. But it but it's unfortunate because I think we do very much live in a world now that if you don't agree with me, you're wrong. And mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it. And I, I don't think that that's healthy on a lot no. of So um, I think, I do think that's changing. I hope it's changing. We're seeing a lot of uncomfortable conversations happen, but important conversations. Mm -hmm. And as you said, you have to talk about the uncomfortable things to heal and learn and to not be afraid to do that. Um, Kind of a little bit in this vein, but not, but sort of. Um, So how do you like that (laughs) for an intro to your next question? I love it. (laughs) A little bit in this vein, but not, but sort of. But is talking about an experience that you were excited about that didn't work out, that potentially did lead to uncomfortable conversations of a different sort, but what you were able to learn from that and take with you into your next thing? I will go back to um, trying to get a job at the NFL Network. My first interview um, was in 2012, and it was, you know... We were talking by email, then we were doing phone interviews, then we were Skype interviews. I was talking with so many people. And this first started on April 1st. And I remember that day because, you know, my mom thought I was pulling a prank. I'm like, no, no, NFL Network emailed me. I got an interview. So um, I remember that date. And it took from April to about December to find out that I didn't get the position. And just, you know, the up and down of emotion of, you know, getting so close to getting, you know, my dream job out there was one that was like, okay, all right, it didn't work out. What do I do next? And I just kept going from 2012 to I finally got hired by them in 2015. So that was a situation where I could have been like, oh, you know, well, it didn't happen. It was like, no, okay. I talked to this person. So now I have that name. Like, what more can I do? Is there another um, position? Even with the people that I interviewed, I would, you know, every few months, reach out to them, you know, with my updated resume, seeing if there was any positions available and just constantly keep going until finally in 2015, a position was offered for me and I made the move halfway across the country. And here we are. Here we are today to talk about it. (laughs) Here we are today. And the funny thing is the guy that hired me, Greg Rosenthal, actually hired my husband too. So talk about a small world and everything happening for a reason. Yeah. Written in the stars. Yes. Not to get super woo woo, but written in the stars. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, That's fantastic. And I think important, I mean, that's a few years there between 2012 and 2015. Oh yeah. And And there was a part where I got like super, you know, depressed and bummed out wondering, okay, like what, what am I doing wrong? What can I do better? And I remember this is something that I still do to this day. I'll write on a, um, on a post-it note, like, you know, 2020 is my year and try to change my way of thinking. Like, don't think negative thoughts, think positive, put the positive energy out there. Cause if you put positive energy out there, you'll get positive things back in return. So during that time was the moment where I learned how to TV produce. So I feel like I'm a sucker for everything happens for a reason. If let's say I did get that job there, I wouldn't have the skill of TV producing, which I love. So, um, You just have to change your way of thinking. Like, don't think the down thoughts of why. Think about, okay, well, what more can you do? And just put that positive energy out there and say, like, this is going to be a year. This is is what is going to happen. I like that. And positive energy, you get positive things back in return. I think that's... Oh, yeah. Because if you're just dwelling and being down, like, I was in that moment and it just seemed like I was hitting brick after brick, slammed closed door, all of that stuff. And I had to change my way of like thinking, okay, 
let's think positive thoughts. And that's why I feel like things started changing for me. I may not have known why a certain situation didn't happen, but it, I started looking at no's as not, not yet. Like there wasn't a no, it's just like not right now, eventually. There's still something that I'm supposed to learn or know or something that's supposed to happen until that time is ready for me, until that moment is ready. I like that a lot. Knows as not yet. That's that's really that's a good way. Not to a no. Learn. It's just not right now. And you never know where something's going to lead. And so I think you said something earlier that makes a lot of sense. That you had the name, you had you knew who you interviewed with, and it was you were able to follow up. And I know that mm-hmm. sometimes we say that to people, and they say, "Well, I know everybody says that, and you know, I'm sick of just hearing no." But you really do never know where something's going to lead. So mm-hmm. keep at it. And I think that mindset, looking at a no is not yet, is that's just, that's very powerful. And that's a really good way to change your mindset. You just, you have to. It's so hard, especially in this business. You get a lot of no's and you start to doubt yourself and you can't do that. Mm-hmm. That's a good advice in itself than not doubting yourself that have confidence in who you are and kind of goes back to what you were saying about being your authentic self. If you are your Mm -hmm. authentic self and working hard and, and putting in the effort and and learning and listening and all of these things, good things will come again, not to get super, (laughs) but I, I do believe that's true. It's just sometimes things don't come in the time period we want them to, but. Mm -hmm. Which is hard in itself. Like everyone, like, wants it done in their time frame and they of when they want it and that's just not how life works out like nothing comes exactly when you want it it comes when it's supposed to and when you're ready for it there was something a friend said to me several years ago she was going through a difficult time and i said you know at the end of the day everything works out as it should and she said but as you get older, you find that it doesn't. And I said, I actually disagree. I think everything works out as it should. It may yep. not work out how you want it to in that moment, but it does work out as it should. Yep. And I do believe that. I don't believe that if you sit on your couch and just think positive thoughts that they'll, things will magically happen. But I think if you are working hard and putting yourself out there and being true to yourself and and working towards your goals, then I do believe that that's true. Definitely. Definitely. Um, did you have a mentor throughout your career or anybody that you <clears throat> to- did I have a mentor girl? I had several. Oh, then share <laughs> them all. We are, we are not on any sort of time frame. throughout all several, those mentors. Several mentors. Um, gosh, hold on. Pregnancy brain. Like every, that's another advice that I would give to people. It's in this business, it's, it's all about who you know. So I had a mentor at every station that I worked at, finding those people that want to, you know, teach and give back. If mm-hmm. if I picked up a vibe that that person wanted to like teach you and stuff, I was like, white on rice, like following that person around. I want to know everything. Teach me everything that you know about this business. Um, Virginia Kerr was one of them from KMOV. She was a, um, an anchor. She was the feature, mar- feature morning reporter and she turned anchor um, around the time that I was there. And she just, she was she was awesome. She gave me so much advice. Um, gosh, Christine Doyle. Um, there were so many people at that first station that just, at KMOV that just helped me out. Like the list is like so long. Um, Vicki Newton, she was the evening anchor, um, gave great advice. Larry Connors, he was the evening um, anchor too. And it's just, it's great to have people in this business that want to give back. And if you find those people, then that's just soak up all the knowledge that they give you. Um, at KTVI, um, I switched um, stations in St. Louis. There's so many people there. The big one um, is my um, news director. Audrey Pryoridge, she was the news director at KTVI, and that's one that um, really changed a lot for me because having a news director believe in you, um, believe when you say like, hey, if you teach me how to be a TV producer, she's just like, sure. Um, 
there was um, a slow day on Fridays where they didn't have enough reporters to go out and do stories. I was like, hey, I can go out and do stories for you guys. Boom. The news director was like, and the um, executive producer was just like, hey, well, you've done things in the past that you said you could do. So I, they believed in me. And that was, I think, the biggest change in my career, which is having like certain managers like really, truly believe in you and give you the opportunity. Now, I will say that at that station, the news director was a female. And I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but I, mm-hmm. I love having um, a woman in charge because she just gave me a lot of opportunities and believed in me and I'm very appreciative of that. And um, NFO Network, Steve Weish is one of the ones that is just amazing. I I want to be Steve. I want to be like his best friend. Like I'm obsessed with him. Like he's so amazing. Like I can't say enough great things about him. Like he's so cool and calm and just knows his ish. Like he's, he's amazing. And he will always check in on you to make sure everything is okay. And just gives the great advice and is just always there for you if you need any help with anything. He is incredible. And I've gotten to know him um, through covering the 49ers because he's up at the facility a fair amount. Mm -hmm. And he, he really is. He will always check in. He's incredibly supportive. Mm-hmm. He's just a fantastic human. I mean, he's fantastic yeah. at his job and he's a fantastic human. And um, I'm just excited to hear you even say his name because he's one of my absolute favorites. So. Yeah. The first time I went to the National Association of Black Journalists, um, he went for work too. And it was my first time. And I remember him um, one, like wanting to introduce me to people and, you know, with Steve Weish and I'm still new and, you know, he's talking to some people that look important. And I remember him after a conversation, him coming to me and being like, yo, like, I need you attached to my hip. Anytime I'm talking to anybody, I need you right there because you don't know like who I'm talking to. And that person was, you know, so-and-so and, you know, I could have introduced you. So he was just, he's just that type of guy that is just looking out for the best for you. And I just, I heard him so much. Yep. I agree. I'm great. I'm I'm excited to just hear you say that because he's fantastic. Um, Well, before we get into five fun facts, which everybody knows is I'm a big fan of fun facts. Uh, So before we get into that, though, I would love if you could take us through a day in the life and you can pick if it's a day in the life right now, if it was a day in the life pre-baby, pre-COVID, during COVID, whatever you know, you want to share, but I think it would be awesome for people to kind of hear what your days look like. I'm going to go now just because before I had the kid, um, for the kid, before I had my child, before I had him, I knew that being, you know, a parent would be difficult because, you know, everyone talks about it, but you don't know how difficult it is until you're actually in it. It is so much work and you don't realize like this little human being like needs you for everything. So like the sleep that you thought you didn't get before you had a kid, (laughs) I would give anything to have that amount of sleep again because you, yeah, he's up like, you know, every two hours sometimes just breastfeeding. Like it's a lot of work. So my day in life right now consists of feeding almost every two hours, um, changing diapers all the time. Um, just, you know, trying to stay in contact with some of your, you know, friends and family because you don't want to get so lost in the child that you forget, you know, yourself. Also reaching out to moms that I know just to get advice, like, how did you do this? How can I do this better? Because it takes a village. And I feel like, especially with COVID-19, your village is a lot smaller because everyone has to, you know, stay inside their homes and stuff. Luckily, my mom was able to fly out here and quarantine for, um, you know, 14 days and now she's able to help out. But without her, it's just, yeah, it's just you and your husband and it's a lot of work nonstop, all day long, all night long. But saying all that, it's still the best, the hardest job, but with the best reward. Well, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. All right. So that brings us to five fun facts, which uh, you probably know this because you've been following me on Twitter for a long time. This started with me doing it with Niners players. 
Um, but now we ask every guest the same five fun facts at the end of every episode, which has been super cool because we get such different answers to the same mm-hmm. questions that it's kind of mind boggling every week. I'm like, this is great. Everybody has such different experiences and answers. So here we go. So if you are ready, I will just go on down the list. I am ready. What is your favorite moment in sports? My favorite moment in sports actually isn't football related. It's baseball. Um, it's the oh, 2000. Baseball. What was that? I'm sorry. I just said, oh, baseball. Yeah. I miss it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was the 2011 World Series um, game six. That was an experience that I feel like changed. Even if, even though it's just baseball, it just changed like every sport for me because it was like that moment when, you know, David Freeze hit that walk-off home run and you hear um, Joe Buck say, we'll see you tomorrow night. Like that moment, mm-hmm. thinking that we were going to lose and then coming out of nowhere and to having a game seven, like was such an amazing experience. And I was right outside the stadium, um, field producer for KTVI back then. And for some reason, anytime something good happened, I would be outside of the live truck. So the you know engineer and photographer, started being like, no, no, get out of the live truck. Like we can't have you in here. Cause every time you're out there, something good happens. And it just, it was, <laughs> you know, um, great moment and seeing the fireworks and just how the city went nuts afterwards. Like it just, I, yeah, I, at that moment, I was just thinking as we were doing our um, 10 o'clock newscast, I was like, wow, like this is a moment that I'm going to be able to share with my grandkids one day and then for us to come back in game seven and completely win it all in our you know home kid David Freeze is the MVP like it's just moments like that like I can't wait to you know be a old woman in a rocking chair telling my grandkids now you know back in my day game six and it's just yeah <laughs> I love that moment and it's really it's an iconic call from Joe Buck we'll see you tomorrow <laughs> night like it really is you can just it gives it, me chills. Yeah, it gives me chills too. And I, you just, it's just like, you'll hear, if you hear that call anywhere, if you hear it, if you're just, the TV's on in the background and mm-hmm. it's like a highlight, whatever, you're, you know exactly what that is. And that was, it's part of what makes Joe Buck so good. Oh yeah. He, just, he knows how to, to call it like that. Uh, what is your life motto? My life motto? Um, I mentioned it a little bit um, with you. I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. That's my model. Everything happens for a reason. And in the moment, you may not know why, but eventually you'll know like why things had to be a certain way, um, either if it was to teach you a lesson or to make you a better person, just little situations. But I do believe that everything happens for a reason. What is your go-to workout? Squats. I'm all about the butt time. <laughs> I like big I mean- butts. <laughs> Lots are, I mean, they're such a good workout. I, mean, there's I nothing better. am dying for my doctor to give me permission to work out again. Cause it's like, I've lost some weight just because of breastfeeding and stuff, but I want to like firm up and it's like, no, six weeks, got to wait six weeks. So I'm at four weeks tomorrow. So it's like, I'm ready to, ready to get those squats back in. You're very close. Um, what is your go-to coffee order? Go-to coffee order. I am a weird coffee drinker because I don't really drink coffee that much. Let's say I want to get something from Starbucks. I'll get like a, you know, a vanilla latte or something like that. I'm just not that big into coffee, but now that I have a kid, I'm thinking about like exploring that big time, getting me a coffee maker at home because it's just, you're constantly tired. So I think maybe in 2020, I become like a, a full blown coffee drinker. I highly recommend the Nespresso. Ooh, but that's the thing though. I, since I'm not that big on coffee, the little bit that I get will have me like, Pew! so is it espresso? <laughs> is that a lot of caffeine in it? Cause I might have to work well, my way into that, like baby steps. <laughs> the Nespresso, they have different pods and they, and the pods can have different levels of caffeine. Okay. So I'm like a caffeine fiend. So I go for like the more caffeine, the better, but there are different like roasts and levels. So you can explore and find which one is right for you. Okay. Yeah. Cause I can't have the highest one. That would not. <laughs> My husband would probably be like. They have a vanilla and like hazelnut flavors. Those are my favorites. And they're like a little less caffeine and those mm-hmm. are also delicious. So 
Gotcha. Yeah. Normally I'm a, I'm a tea girl, but tea's not enough right now. I need, (laughs) I need more than some tea. (laughs) That's totally fair. Um, and then our last one is a book every woman should read. I would say Becoming by um, Mm -hmm. Michelle Obama. I liked that a lot because one, I feel like it goes into just as a woman finding you your path and your career and stuff and also transitioning into, you know, having kids and stuff and wondering if you can still do it all. I I would recommend that. That one I liked a lot because it kind of was similar with little things that I was going through. I could see um, in the way that she was telling her story and describing situations. Fantastic. Lakeisha, thank you so much. And thank you, Link, for letting us borrow your mom for a little while. I think it's important to give him a thank you as well. Uh, But thank you so much for joining me today. It was just wonderful to get to talk to you after, you know, following you on Twitter for so long. And it's funny with Twitter because you feel like you're Twitter friends with people. Yes, I was just Um, getting ready to say this. Like, I feel like I know you, but I don't really. So now I can say that I really do know you. So that's awesome. Yes, I feel the same. So it was really fantastic to talk to you. And if you guys like what you heard, which I'm sure you did, please make sure to leave us a review on iTunes and also follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. And I will talk to everybody next week. Lakeisha, have a wonderful rest of your day and week. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Absolutely. Have a great day. You too. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.